we had the ICO craze, the NFT craze, do you think there will be some form of craze or in the technological speaking or more, it will be like consolidation and maybe uh, improvement in the current technological uh, marvels in the layer twos? Correct. I mean, logic dictates that we have got hundreds and thousands of chains now. It is time to consolidate, right? But that apparently is not happening. We see even more and more chains coming up every time. So I'm not sure what is going to happen, but and or whether we will see consolidation happen this year. But I, I have a feeling that somehow we are still early in early days and we might not see consolidation yet. Right. So uh, there will be more and more chains coming up, uh, more and more advancements coming up. And but the interesting thing that I have started to see and I think a lot of people have seen is interoperability between chains. Hi, everyone. Today we have an esteemed guest with us. Manish, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I am fairly new to crypto, believe it or not. Um, I started my crypto journey in uh, late, I think it was November, December 21, just before the Terra Luna crash in 22, which was like my first experience with crypto. Wow. So it, it wasn't... <laughs> So that is that is how I got involved in it. But I quickly realized that there is something to it. It's very interesting the way the projects, the whole vision of the ecosystem. And I think that is what got me interested to it and, and hooked me into it. Uh, before, So I, I also started writing professionally for uh, a few websites, wrote a bunch of articles on uh, crypto projects, news stories, opinions, you name it. And um, and now I spend my time researching interesting topics and projects in the crypto space. And I make my own videos on my own and upload it on my YouTube channel. Perfect. So I see on your channel, you cover a lot of interesting topics, especially like recent developments in technologies in the space. So what do you think is like the most interesting thing happening at the moment in the crypto right. space? Well, the thing about crypto is that, you know, Oh, every blockchain is its own ecosystem. And uh, from what I've seen is a lot of interesting things are happening in every little, every every layer one, in every blockchain. So it's going to be really difficult for anybody to basically, you know, uh, be around all the layer ones to actually see what's happening everywhere. But what I do is I, I pick and choose the topics that are of interest to me. So, for example, at the moment, there is a lot of talk going on around parallel EVMs and uh, new blockchains, new layer ones like Say and Monad coming up, which are, according to some people online and on social media, is going to give Solana a lot of, uh, you know, competition when it comes to transaction speeds and everything. So that is one of the topics that is interesting. Ethereum's new upgrade is also in the works, as you probably know. Is it okay if you yes. give like a background on that update? Sure. After the merge, which which was one of probably one of the biggest, when Ethereum moved from proof of, proof of work to proof of stake, as according to the roadmap that is published by the Ethereum Foundation, the next update is this one that is lined up. And it has got uh, around seven or eight different uh, bits and pieces to it. But the one that everybody is looking forward to is called proto-dank sharding. Now, just in very brief, what it is supposed to do is it is supposed to help all the different layer twos that are currently associated with, with Ethereum help in their transaction speeds and with Ethereum's own data availability. 
So overall, it is a step forward in the whole modular or the roll-up centric model that Ethereum is. is so sharding, so if I understand correctly, will allow like more scalability? Yes, that is the idea. So uh, with the roll-up centric roadmap, as you have seen, there are at least, last I checked, there were 50 layer twos in production and there were other 50 in testing. Right, so all of these layer twos are actually using Ethereum for settlement. But what is the the one area that is creating a problem for them is what, something called data availability. So that is what th this change is targeting. It is going to try and improve Ethereum's data availability, which in turn will help all of these hundreds of layer twos and improve its their, their transaction speeds. And I of see. Course, so, so basically, because layer twos at some point they need to interact with on-chain transactions. So right. this basically the scalability of layer one will help layer twos like maintain their performance right. or like improve. Right. So these are some of the interesting things that are happening. How does this compare to Arbitrium and Optimism? Because this is like the most like let's say most commonly known in the layer twos like for the scalability of Ethereum. So how does this new development compare to this? Correct. So what what the proto dank sharding or this new update will do is, it's going to increase something known as data availability for Arbitrum and Optimism. So at the moment, for instance, they are only able to send a certain fixed amount of transactions to Ethereum, because it cannot accept more than that. Uh, with this upgrade, they will be able to send more of these transactions to the ethereum just in 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 a very rough form you can understand it will that will that reduce the fees maybe it will yes Perfect. so uh, that is another thing so the more transactions there are on these rollups the less the fees will be yes you're right interesting so other than the, the ethereum ecosystem is there other things within the crypto space that are interesting at the moment mm, i think the of course yes um, one thing that is is has come across my radar is what's what's happening on bitcoin bitcoin is slowly becoming uh, more than just a, a proof of work chain which has got a limited use case of sending and receiving uh, transactions um so there talks about layer 2s that have come up uh, that will come up on bitcoin we already know about nfts uh, ordinals inscriptions that are happening on Bitcoin. And uh, I think that the, the Bitcoin ecosystem is is going the Ethereum way, if, if I may put it bluntly. And what has happened is surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, but interestingly, the Bitcoin camp has been kind of divided into two groups now. One group, which is like the purest, they believe that Bitcoin should not be touched. It is what it is, and it is it is doing what it's supposed to do. And then you have the other camp, which wants, no, we want to put more stuff into it. We want NFTs, we want DeFi, everything. So it's it's a, a lot of interesting things happening over there. I don't know a lot of details at the moment, but I intend to uh, study this uh, this this development. And uh, yeah, it think... is really interesting. Never, I, no, we, we never thought this would happen on Bitcoin. Yes, yes, I never thought, but actually it seems like I was what you are saying that uh, it's moving the Ethereum direction like, because it's actually have to compete anyways. Like we can see the share of Bitcoin in the market is dropping year by year. So I think unless they do like some uh, developments, not major, but at least like some adaptation with the market needs. Uh, so yeah, they have to like they right now, I think they have the Omni layer 
and I hear about the liquid Bitcoin, which is something like light Correct. also. Yeah. So it's very interesting <laughs> developments. Yeah, it's, it's wow, quite very a, interesting. Nobody, I, I wouldn't like if someone told me this a couple of years ago, I, I, would, I wouldn't have imagined. Absolutely. So, yeah, very interesting. How about for the Solana, for example, what is the development in that space? In Solana, um, I think what is happening is a lot of very good applications are coming up. We saw that the liquid staking protocol, Gito, I believe, recently uh, did their airdrop, which has become one of the most popular airdrops and applications on that ecosystem. Besides that, the DEX volume, the distributed uh, or rather decentralized exchanges volume, has surpassed that of Ethereum and uh, not just on one occasion, but on several occasions. So Solana is seeing a lot of, you know, trading volume and activity on exchange thanks to these new DEXs. Uh, some of the names Jupiter comes into my, come to my mind. It's going to have a, uh, I think, I think they're going to have a, a airdrop, airdrop soon. I'm not sure what the date is. But that is one of the most anticipated airdrops also within the Solana ecosystem. And I was listening to somebody that I follow on YouTube, Invest Answers, James. He has been using Jupiter uh, for all his trading activities. And he says that it is probably the best crypto exchange that he has ever ha ever used. So, so when you say like the trading volume is very high, is this mostly like bots trading or like liquidity harvesting and stuff of that sort? Well, or it's actually they, like yeah i mean i i wouldn't well it's it's hard to say to be honest because you can't really completely discount that that is not going to happen or not happening but how what percentage of that is actually bot farming and uh, other things is kind of hard to say but um if that was the case then the counterpart uh, the counterpart would be that if that was the case then you would have seen a kind of a pattern, but you would not probably have seen increased activity over a long period of time, sustained spot volumes over a long period of time. But let me just add here, one of the main reasons why the DEX activity has increased is also because of the series of airdrops that the Solana ecosystem is seeing. So a lot of people are going into the Solana ecosystem doing transactions in for the sake of getting those airdrops, right? So that could be one of the reasons why uh, the DEXs are seeing a lot of volumes. But again, I come back to that point. Solana is seeing sustained DEX volume. So it's probably a little more than just airdrop farming at this point. I see. So you think it might have to do with like the NFT ecosystem that's also like... Possibly. Possibly. Because, well, if you think about NFT volumes, last I checked, the NFT volumes on Solana were also very high. They had surpassed Ethereum as well as Polygon, uh, but I think Polygon came back again. But then again, I don't. There's no point in looking at uh, these volumes every day because the numbers change so drastically that one day it's Polygon at the top, the next day it's Solana. And the interesting part is the top three chains when it comes to DEXs and NFT volumes is uh, Ethereum, Solana, and Polygon probably. I see. So, so back to the technological aspect, you think that Ethereum still maintains the lead uh, in terms of technology or maybe there is some other uh, hidden gem like chain that's actually challenging the Ethereum position on the, or dominance in terms that of... That is a very contentious question and that is depending on who you ask that question to, you'll probably get a different answer. And there is no one answer to be honest because if you think about this, all of these layer ones are 
uh, like uh, a technology ecosystem or in themselves, right? So Ethereum is a technology ecosystem, is it's built around a certain design paradigm and uh, all the technological innovations that are happening in that chain is happening because it has to basically uh, follow that design paradigm and the roadmap that they have lay laid out. Solana has a completely different design. It was not designed to be uh, like Ethereum, right? Um, it was designed to be much high speed and scalable blockchain. So uh, their design uh, philosophy is different. Their roadmap is different. For instance, the new client that will come on Solana, which is currently under testing called Fire Dancer, is promising to bring uh, upwards of a million transactions per second to the chain. So that is amazing. And that is possible because it has got uh, the Solana blockchain at the bottom at, as the base, right? And it has been designed to basically uh, develop something like fast chain clients and things of that sort. So both of these ecosystems are completely different and the technological advancements in them are also completely different. Uh, the other example I can think of is zero knowledge is, is much more prevalent in the Ethereum ecosystem than the Solana ecosystem as far as I know. And that is because of the fact that uh, you got hundreds of layer twos. How can you, you know, uh, best, uh, let me think about it the, the, the right way. What is the least troublesome path for all of these hundreds of layer twos to send transactions to Ethereum that it doesn't create a, a bottleneck, a scalability bottleneck? And that is where ZK comes into the picture. Is so it, uh, it's it's a difficult question to answer, yeah. but yes. Yeah, as we go, like, I think maybe uh, through like this market cycle, do you think that maybe we will see also like a drop, a huge drop in the, or like, let's say a lot of projects will die out? in this cycle because as the technology consolidates in a few prominent ecosystems or do you think that we still will find like another craze of something like we had the ICO craze, the NFT craze, do you think there will be some form of craze or in the technological speaking or more it will be like consolidation and maybe uh, improvement in the current technological uh, marvels in the layer twos? Correct. I mean, logic dictates that we have got hundreds and thousands of chains now. It is time to consolidate, right? But that apparently is not happening. We see even more and more chains coming up every time. So I'm not sure what is going to happen, but and or whether we will see consolidation happen this year. But I, I have a feeling that somehow we are still early in early days and we might not see consolidation yet, right? So... Uh, there will be more and more chains coming up, uh, more and more advancements coming up. And But the interesting thing that I have started to see, and I think a lot of people have seen, is interoperability between chains is going to probably drive this year and next year. Uh, why I say that? We see something like Eclipse. Eclipse is a new layer 2 that actually uses Solana's virtual machine but it's a layer two on Ethereum. So it's kind of bridging two technologies in a sense, right? And then we have something like Eigenlayer, which is a project that enables other chains like Oracles or side chains to basically uh, uh, reuse the security that Ethereum provides. And now we have just a few days back, it was in the news that the Cosmos ecosystem is now going to collaborate with Eigenlayer so that now they can tap into not only the security that Ethereum provides, but also the massive economy that it has. 
So this interoperability is, and some interesting use cases are coming up. I'm, I, and I think we'll we'll just see more of that happening as well. Maybe instead of uh, direct consolidation, maybe there will be direct consolidation in the in the underlying technologies, so they are more compatible together. Or like your yes. approach, because I remember also like like before Ethereum went to, into the proof of stake, we had the BNB chain, which was called Binance Chain at the time, or Binance Smart Chain. It it was the first to pioneer the smart uh, chain concept on a, an actual practical scale. And then uh, it improved the likability of Ethereum to move to this. And we now already see it in reality. So yeah, maybe there was like be the best of technologies. Like, as you mentioned, like there is some technology from Solana moving to layer twos on Ethereum. So yeah, I think this this makes a lot of sense. Like your perspective that maybe the, there will be like some commonalities between the technologies so they can cooperate together. Interesting. Right, mm. right. I know you like to focus on technology, but just uh, I want to understand. Do you think the price development drives technology or it's the other way around? Like, uh, how do you think these two are related? Because you cannot escape the price uh, question. Like, I understand, like, we're not, we don't want to do, like, price prediction, but I'm just trying to understand which one drives the other. Right. Um, you know what? There is a saying in the crypto ecosystem that I think would answer your question. The saying goes like this, uh, that the bear market is where the projects are built, right? So what that means is that in a way, what that means is that the the projects don't necessarily care about the price or the market. They are just there to build a product, improve on it, and make sure that they follow a certain roadmap and stay true to their vision. So that is what their prime agenda is. And if you think about it, if they're able to deliver on their promises, the price will eventually follow, right? So... Of course, market volatility is, crypto is known for market volatility is, right? And who knows, we, we might end up having a, a big crash like the Terra Luna UST. N nobody can predict these things. But I think to answer your question, I don't think the prices, the price drives the project, but I think the projects that drive the prices, if you ask me. One last question. I saw your video about like Filecoin and how it's actually having a lot of uh, Web2 customers. So you think that uh, maybe eventually these technologies will make its way to Web 2.0 or do you think maybe Web 2.0 will upgrade to Web 3.0? Well, it could happen both ways, right? So for instance, a very good example would be the, the whole tokenization narrative, right? So if you think about it, how tokenization is eventually going to happen or how what I've read and what I've seen, how tokenization is happening, is that you have these traditional Web2 companies. Let's take a bank, right? So if they want to tokenize, so if they want to tokenize, they have to actually create their own, either they can create their own private blockchain, right? Or they can use one of the public blockchains like Ethereum, right? So in a way, they are actually adopting the Web3 technology, right? Yes. So you can call it whatever you like, to be honest, but I think the, the Web2 companies primarily will not completely change into Web3, but they will utilize the technology of blockchain to basically address some of the pain points and pain areas that they have in their own business. A good example is... like an integration between the two industries. Yes. A good example is, you know, um, this the whole story about Swift collaborating with CCIP. Now, if you think about Swift, Swift is sitting in the middle of all the other banks in the world, enabling interbank or intercountry 
uh, transfer of the currencies and funds, right? So what they want to do is they want to, if these banks in the previous examples would have their own individual blockchains, right? then SWIFT would also need to have some kind of a mechanism with which it can connect to those individual blockchains. It can be and like that is pitch, where it is basically. collaborating with CCIP to yes. do that. Yes. Yeah, I think hopefully like the web series not just confined into like this community or like this ecosystem, but hopefully it expands and benefits all the world, like a lot of industries, because a lot of these promises uh, honestly didn't materialize yet, but hopefully it eventually does like about revolutionizing the supply chain, the physical supply chain and all these things. Yeah, right. Works out. The, the one thing we have to keep in mind is that if you ask any Web3 builder, right, not the application builders, obviously, but the infrastructure builders, like the blockchains or the oracles, what they would say is that, you know, what we are building for is like the pipes or the rails or the infrastructure on which all of the systems and the applications are built. So there will be a time when you will have the Web2 companies, as we know them, using these rails or this Web3 infrastructure, but the end customer would not even know about it. It will not make a, any difference to them well, it will make a difference to them when it, because it will obviously impact them. It will make things much easier for them and much faster, cheaper. But they will not know that it's actually because of blockchain, right? Uh, so yeah, it's similar to Web2 from Web1. So Web1 was like one way only. Web2 is like active. So people didn't really see this transition. Maybe developers saw it, but... Yes, uh, exactly. The user didn't feel the difference. Exactly, exactly. Perfect. So how can the people follow up and like see more of your content? Is it just on YouTube or do you have other channels? Well, primarily it is on YouTube. I have, I do write a few articles here and there on my Medium page, but perfect. I... Uh, we will link that in the description. Yes. Perfect, perfect. And thank you so much for your time today and uh, have a nice day. Thank you. Bye. All right. Thanks a lot for inviting. Bye-bye.